It's Monday. It's morning. And it's macabre. It's oh. just a little macabre. <laughs> just a little tiny macabre. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, ladies and gentlemen. We're b- 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 back. Ladies and women old men. Welcome back. To Especially women old men. Women old men is my favorite actor. It's also the, the lucrative demographic. Gordon. <laughs> Serious black. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast where me and scones i am darcy that is scones where we talk about spooky scary stuff the scariest um, gonna, and spookiest mysteries yeah, the scariest and spookiest of stuffs and you guys come every week and you go hey three to five uh S- sometimes it's a mystery sometimes it's like yeah that guy did it sometimes it's like unexplained cryptid who's a what's it's in uh what who, what nows but we always manage to tie it back to woman oldman and this week's going to be no different. Um, before we get to the subject, uh, clerical error, last episode, Sligo. Uh, listen, guys, we just wanted to sound cool and like we've been to Sligo Bay uh, and we wanted to get into the fraternity. So we were pretending like we knew what we were talking about. And being a fraud is the best way to get friends is basically. Yeah, exactly. So it turns out a Sligo Bay, not Sligo. Shout out to Don. Don, you know who you are. You sent us a very lovely email with your 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 theory. Everybody check out Deep Dives and Shallow Graves on YouTube. Give him, give him some subs. He does old Irish true crime, true crime investigations. And he's a listener of the show. So, Don, we, we love you. I love you, Don. Free plug, Don. Don. Come, come back to me, Don. Don. Uh, Don. Come Don, back you were the me. good one. <laughs> Donnie. Scones, I know I know what you're thinking. You're sitting there, you're going, Oh man, I oh boy, oh boy. I hope I hope Darcy has something for me this week. That's weird you said that because right here, if I read my exact notepad, it says uh <laughs> I wrote out Ooh, 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 yep. ooh boy. I hope There's Darcy like has capitals something for me this and lowercase. Yeah, oh yeah, and the spacing and all the O's. Yep. yep. All the O's, all the <laughs> probably a U in there somewhere. I'm not. I'm it's not all sure. on yellow legal pad right here in front of me. <laughs> uh, also, Patreon members, make sure you guys listen to the Skunk Ape slash, um, uh, what's his name? You, you, what was his name? Loyal Stevic. Loyal Stevic uh, episode that just dropped. Check that out if you are a Patreon. If you're a Patreon cutie. Yeah, if you're a hashtag, <laughs> uh, page, page, I don't know. I can't think of something. Anyway. What a wild <laughs> name if we chose that. It's not macabre Patreon at all. cuties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today, <laughs> I'm going to be bringing you guys some, uh, a little something, a little, little creepy, a little spooky. And it's something that I think a lot of people know about, but do you really, you know? Does anyone really know anything when it comes oh, to that? Oh, there we go. It? What is anything but just to have a story told about it? That is exactly what I'm talking about. Because tonight, today, whenever you're listening, we are going to be lis- we're going to be listening. We're going to be talking about cursed books. <gasps> okay. Oh my god, like Tom Riddle's diary. Yes, I'm actually. I f- <laughs> okay, listen. I went into his chambers and I peeked around his nightstand and I found it. And <laughs> he has a crush Tom Riddle. on Ron Weasley. <laughs> I put Tom Riddle's hand in a glass of water while he was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and he Tom pissed his fucking pants. <laughs> then became the Dark Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I don't want our listeners to think we're those like 
Harry Potter people. I mean, I'm, well, Harry Potter people. I'm gonna plug another free YouTube plug. Uh, <laughs> check out <laughs> Voldemort laughing like an idiot for ten hours. <laughs> it's a great video. He's not wrong. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> okay, so uh, I got. I'm gonna start with this little article I found called Five Cursed Books You Should Read at Your Own Risk." Oh, geez, I don't know, Dars. Reading sound is for rich people. Yeah, readings for we eat the eat the literate. Um, <laughs> That's our punk new... rock band. Look out, Patreon <laughs> listeners, for that album coming out. I just got electrocuted by my headphones. Hold on, this hurts. Uh, they're listening to us. I'm sorry, the one percent. I didn't mean it. Okay, that There's hurt a Josh. lot. Uh, I don't know what just happened. All right, keep going. It's either I got electrocuted or I'm having a stroke on air. But hey, I'll keep going because I love you. Uh, this listener. is a digital trends article. I'm just gonna hit you with a little <laughs> light, light reading first. Then we're gonna jump into a, a beefy boy um, that you guys have probably heard of. But it's a mystery, and boy, do we like them. So, <laughs> five cursed books you should read at your own risk. <laughs> It may seem like the spookiest thing about walking into a bookstore these days is how empty it is, with many choosing to swipe away on their Kindle as the shelves of old and rare books collect dust, but there's nothing compared to the cursed books that have haunted us for centuries. For centuries. For centuries, for centuries. While novels are supposed to bring wisdom and wonder, there are few books in the world so cursed that one page flip will leave you with years of bad luck and misfortune. Bum, bum, bum. Do you think a Kindle can be cursed? Uh, Hashtag cursed Kindles? I don't think... Uh, I've, yeah, I've just never seen Bezos put a not cursable sticker yeah. on one. He has not put any sig- signets, symbols, signs, s- other S words under on top of any electronic Amazon cells. Your silence is damning, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Bezos, answer us. So the first first one up on this list is the orphan's story. It can take a while for an author to get their big break. Even the first Harry Potter manuscript was rejected 12 times. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. This is the Harry There's Potter episode now. Harry, yeah, apparently it's the Harry Potter episode. Avada, stop <laughs> listening. But 400 years is surely a new record. Written in the early 1600s by Martin de Leon Cardenas, The Orphan's Story is a golden age novel about a 14-year-old Spaniard who's, who heads to America in search of fortune. While it may sound like the typical feel-good adventure story, a major darkness lurks within its pages that led to the novel not being published until 2018. Belinda Palacios, a Peruvian scholar who edited the book for two years, says that she was warned by multiple people about the orphan's story. They told her that the book was cursed, and the reason it had taken so long to publish was that anybody who worked on it would, uh, would die in mysterious ways. While she initially laughed it off, research showed that those who previously edited the book died in horrific car accidents or of strange illnesses. I wouldn't touch that book. I'd be like, no, thank you. I barely touch Uh, books anyway. Did the powers that be not want the ancient script out in the world? Palakios remains alive and well two years after the book's relief, so here's hoping the curse has lifted. Dude, have you checked up on her Uh, since the writing of this article? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Somebody, a. It's midnight. Where's your Belinda Palacios? Call her up. (laughs) Second on the list, the untitled Grimoires. You would think people have watched enough scary movies to know never to mess with a witch's spellbook, but apparently not. The untitled Grimoires is a set of two handwritten spiral-bound spellbooks sold by an online retailer for nearly $14,000 back in 2013. The books were handwritten in the 1960s by Persephone Adrastia Erin a high priestess of Wicca who supposedly led her own coven. Oh, hell yeah. That's pretty dope. Also, sweet hey, name. Persephone, sup? 
<laughs> I'm I'm available, bro. <laughs> you up? <laughs> you up, Persephone? All 250 pages are filled with incantations, spells, enchantments, and details on how to summon spirits and demons. However, there's a serious catch. The seller warned buyers that any non-believers who messed with the books would bring a deadly curse upon themselves, while Persephone herself explicitly tells readers on the first page that proceeding with the book would have serious consequences. Oh, it's right there, then. Yeah, she's really like, hey, hey, dum-dums, don't do it. I'm Persephone out. Like, she tells you, she says... To those not of the craft, the reading of this book is forbidden. Proceed no further, or justice will exact a swift and terrible retribution, and you will surely suffer at the hands of the craft. Dude, imagine being some idiot who's not of the craft. That's what I'm saying, dude. I've played World of Warcraft for like 10 years now. (laughs) (laughs) To those who are not an orc warrior. um, (laughs) This book's for shamans only. This book's for horde only. Okay, that's enough wow references. Um, If you want more, (laughs) write in. (laughs) I... (laughs) <laughs> if you want us to talk about the horrors of the lore of WoW, uh, I find it interesting that in 1960s there were Wicca. Like, I didn't realize Wicca goes back that far. Oh, I mean, I guess like, it's like literally like to like the 1800s, doesn't it? I was gonna say, I guess it does like go back that far, but like in my head, it it, it like died out and then made a resurgence in modern day. It probably guess has it, offshoots from like or religions of pagan worship from like really ancient like. What, the, old, like the old, like the old gods, yeah, oh, like, so like the, like the, yeah, like the fifties, dude. Milkshakes, <laughs> yeah, uh, they, skirts, racisms, and the old gods, the fifties. Yeah, the old god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but uh, yeah, in the immortal words of Thackeray Banks, like nothing good comes from that book. <laughs> dude, I I can't believe I was the day I learned it wasn't Zachary was like yeah, maybe it's two years ago. It's like the Berenstain Bears. Yes, Berenstein. We should just talk about that for now. That's a fucking. Oh man, we could get into the Berenstein that. Bears not being the Berenstein Bears is one of the most horrific realizations. And me and Scones are convinced we've entered a different reality. Everybody, I literally sat uh, like at a table thinking about that and finished like two pots of coffee just trying to figure it out. And it just didn't. <laughs> it, it still doesn't. Imagine click. Scones in a suit with his tie undone and he's looking scraggly over a pot of Joe. Just hastily trying to figure out the Berenstein Bears. Just writing on napkins and like just erasing frantically and throwing napkins balled up onto the floor. Exactly. Um, next up we've got the Book <laughs> of Sacred Magic by Abrolin the Mage. <laughs> so maybe we're still talking about World of Warcraft? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, most parents give their kids toys or a new phone as a gift but Abramelin gave his son a book full of mythical curses. That works too. Since it was translated to English in 1900s, this 15th century novel has a reputation for being cursed. There are several theories why, but most believe it has something to do with the mage's belief that everybody has their own unique personal demon. That's pretty cool. I hope that's true. I would name mine like Steve. I'd name mine Jonathan. Jonathan and Steve. Spooky demon names. I'm pretty sure like Big Mouth invented this and there's hormone monsters. (laughs) We're we're really all over the, the media and entertainment world today. Throughout the book, he gives instructions for rituals and supernatural feats to bring your demons under control. Any paranormal enthusiast knows that it's risky to reach out and communicate with the spirit world, so it's not surprising that the readers of this book have reported bad luck and hauntings by spirits from another realm. uh, Number four. Number four. The Grand Grimoire. Now, we've we've spoken about the witches, the untitled grimoires, but we haven't talked about the Grand Grimoire. Listen, this isn't your grandfather's grimoire. Yeah, this is is a new age, modern grimoire. 
When a book is nicknamed the, quote, Gospel of Satan, you may want to think before opening it. Said to be written by a man possessed by the devil, this 16th century book is known as one of the most terrifying occult books in existence. It contains dark incantations and instructions on how to summon demons and raise spirits from the dead. That last part may sound appealing to those who are grieving or suffering from loss, but this book's dark reputation makes it one of the most feared medieval manuscripts of all time. Since even opening the book is considered the equivalent to selling your soul to the devil, it's a good thing that the Graham Grimoire is not available for purchase. It's said that the original copy is kept currently in the Vatican secret archives and not currently available to the public. I need to go to the Vatican secret archives. Super cool. We need to get Nick Cage on this because that shit's dope. Dude, I need secret archives in my life right now. This is some angels and demons shit. It's some, uh, what is it? The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the the fact that the, like there's literally a secret archive in the Vatican is pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> Dude, like, like what? Imagine the shit that like, well, it might be like pretty tame shit that the Pope's like, this needs to be secret. It could either be yeah, like super like tame shit like, oh, we can't eat meat on Fridays? Or it's like the most hardcore like witchcraft the and Bible black magic. Too. And, like, <laughs> they never <laughs> dropped the Bible too. Bible 2, Fifty Shades Darker. Bible 2 just dropped too hard. It just (laughs) slapped too hard. They had to put it away. (laughs) And then finally, and the meat of our discussion today, Scones, is a book called The Voynich Manuscript. Hell yes. Hell yes, brother. (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. You've been giving me the tomatoes and the lettuce <laughs> and the sauces, but then I bite it down, and now I'm on the meat, and I am it's so that fucking m- ready. I love the Voynich. <laughs> I don't know anything about them. I love it. <laughs> I know nothing about it, but I fucking love it. So there's nothing more. F- okay, I, I, I should preface this by saying I'm sure a lot of you out there probably are in the same boat as Scones of like, hey, I've heard of the words combined. I know the Voynich manuscript, those three words, but like. How many people really like know what it is? And that thought brought me here. So there's nothing more frightening than the unknown. And that is why the Voynich Manuscript has become one of the most mysterious and feared books of all time. Written in the 15th century, all 240 pages are inscribed in an indecipherable language that has frustrated and cursed people with bad luck for years. While countless historians and researchers have tried to crack the code, none have been successful. Was it written by people from another country? An unknown species? Alien life? Nobody knows. But it has been long speculated that the fatal curse will be unleashed on anybody who finally unlocks the terrifying language. Let's now, just do it right now. <laughs> let's just figure it out. Oh, I got my legal pad. I'll just start writing down. Hold on. All right. Two cups of sugar. Two cups of sugar. <laughs> three cups of love from three, your gram. Three cups of love from gran. From my gram grimoire. <laughs> my grimoire. Gram, my um, grimoire. <laughs> she's my grandma so, but she's wicked scary <laughs> <laughs> it's just Baba Yaga yeah <laughs> so the Voynich manuscript let's get into the deets let's get into the, the meaty deeties give me those meaty deeties pull them out of the ground like beaties <laughs> fucking eat yep. the shit like champs like weedies like weedies oh fuck yes brother stored away <laughs> Bible 2 rare... coming out soon <laughs> <laughs> oh man People Magazine said it's pretty nice but not bad uh Stored away in the rare book library at Yale University. 
is a late medieval manuscript written in a cramped but punctilious script and illustrated with lively line drawings that have been painted over, at times crudely, with washes of color. Yeah, that sounds pretty punctilious. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. These illustrations range from the fanciful, legions of heavy-headed flowers that bear no relation to any earthly variety, to the bizarre, naked and possibly pregnant women frolicking in what looks like amusement park water slides from the 15th century. With their distended bellies, stick-like arms and legs, and earnest expressions, the naked figures have a whimsical quality, though their anatomy is frankly rendered something unusual for the period. The manuscript's botanical drawings are no less strange. The plants appear to be chemical, combining incompatible parts from different species, even different kingdoms. Tentacled balls of roots take the form of animals or of human organs, spouting two disembodied heads with vexed expressions in one case. But perhaps the oddest thing about this book is that no one has ever read it. So the book is full of like weird drawings that are like, it's like they're like combining a bunch of like plants together to make these like alien plants essentially. Uh, And the Vonich manuscript has never been deciphered. That's like the big thing about it. It's this huge mystery. Nobody has ever actually translated what it says. There's no cipher to it. It's completely and utterly unreadable like it's in do people think it's encrypted or it's in some language that it's in some well so we'll we'll talk about it a little bit um the voynich manuscript uh was named after the rare book dealer who stumbled upon it a century ago it is written in an unknown script with an alphabet that appears nowhere other than in its pages The writing system is oddly beautiful, full of looping and fluid curves. A series of distinctive letters called gallows, for their resemblance to the hangman scaffold, are sometimes conjoined with other letters or have been embellished with elaborate uh, curly... Oh, that's how you spell that word? Wow. Embellished with elaborate curly cues by a scribe. With other letters... Oh, wait. What these glyphs signify, whether they represent phonetic information or numeric values or something else, is anyone's guess. Judging by its illustrations, the manuscript seems to be a compendium of knowledge related to the natural world, including a section about herbs, a section about apparently detailing biological processes, various zodiac charts, and pages devoted to the movement of celestial bodies, such as the transit of the moon across the Pleiades. The writing flows smoothly without hesitation from one letter to the next. Based on the handwriting, it's thought to be the work of at least two and as many as eight practice scribes, and possibly required years of labor. So a lot of people are like, it's probably just like a stupid hoax that somebody just kind of like scribbled all over. But with the the amount of detail and like work that went into this, it would be just such a weird thing to just make up this book. Like it wouldn't really add up. Some dude's like, like uses like three decades of his life to make it easy. Like, hell yeah, dude. People are going to be like freaking out. (laughs) What a joke. So... An online community has grown up around the manuscript, fostered by a network of blogs and email listservs. On this list of people, amateur and professional art historians, computer programmers, linguists, theoretical physicists, carpenters, and disabled veterans swap theories and observations about the manuscript. One retired locksmith communicates with a list in some sort of camel case code. Although the group is... Now, for those of you don't know who don't know, camel case is when you start with a lowercase letter and then use an uppercase for the next word if you're combining words together. 
that's at least how it's used in programming. I, I, that's, I, I just want to chime in because it's like, hey, I'm a programmer, so I know that, okay? He's smarter than you, so shut up. Okay, so when I make a variable name and, and I call it something like uh, number two, uh, it would be like lowercase n in number and then uppercase t in two. Yeah, my boy's wicked smart. <laughs> wicked smart. Hello, world. <laughs> uh, although the group is geographically diverse with messages arriving at all hours of the day from various time zones, most of its memberships seem to be male and over 50. And it has more than its share of oddballs. On this score, no one is judgmental. We're all happy to spend hours debating the finer points of stretching sheepskin to make parchment or sparring about whether the manuscript is nothing more than a practical joke. Indeed, the theory that this whole thing is fraud comes up frequently. The mysterious text can't be solved, or so the thinker thinking goes, because there is nothing to solve. Instead, the book is a fake, either modern or medieval, containing pages of meaningless symbols. The hoax hypothesis Pope's hypothesis can't be ruled out, but if the Voynich is fake, it's an elaborate one. A 20th century scam artist would have to have located 120 sheets of blank 600-year-old vellum in anticipation of the invention of radiocarbon dating. Scholars remain deeply divided over the question of whether the text is likely to be meaningful, but the distribution of letters and words is anything but random. Even demonstrating statistical features generally associated with naturally, natural language texts, features that weren't discovered until the 1930s. And although a single word, ha word has yet to be decoded, recent studies have shown distinct vocabularies coinciding with a manuscript's division into sections like herbal and astronomical so that certain words found with plant illustrations do not appear near astronomical diagrams and vice versa. Exactly what you'd expect from a meaning, meaningful text organized by topic. But if most of the Voynich devotees reject the notion that the text is meaningless, the reason is perhaps as much emotional as scholarly. We've all devoted so much time to cracking the text, the text, some on the list have been on it for decades, that discovering it is gibberish would be tragic. At the heart of the drive to decode the document is a deep and secret desire for transcendent meaning. At the very least, to discover something more than nonsense or a shopping list or a treasury of monks' dirty jokes from 1426. That'd be sick if it was just dirty jokes. That would be pretty dope. But as much as each of us strive to be the one to crack the code, I think a few of us would truly like to see it solved. Wilfred Voynich was wrong that deciphering the manuscript would make it more valuable. The book's resistance to being read is what sets it apart. Undeciphered, the manuscript exists in a sort of quantum indeterminacy, one that collapses into a single meaning the moment the text is finally measured and understood. And no matter how thrilling such a text might be, it will remain a disappointment for being closed off, completed for being, in the end, no longer a mystery. I never did finish my novel involving the manuscript, and I doubt I never will, nor am I any closer to quoting the, the Voynich. That will be done by someone else, a person more accomplished at such things. But until then, I'll take pleasure in living in a world where, in spite of all our gadgets and progress, a 600-year-old book remains unreadable and unread. This is a New Yorker uh, article by Reed Johnson. Reed. It is just a complete mystery. That's I I really like to think that it's like some cult that had to invent a language to like do weird shit behind the be church's back or something. Yeah. That would be I I think that's like the coolest it would be is if it was like some kind of secret code language for some kind of underground society. Yeah, like some religion that like was wiped out at one point from history books. Yeah. And then I came across a few things where um some people like there's like five different articles being like has the Voynich manuscript been solved question mark and then you read and it and it's, it's like nope it's yeah it's like everyone has different 
it's like every single time it's a different theory. So I'm like, okay, you all, <laughs> you all have these, uh, different ideas. Uh, one of them is that it's, it's a book on herbology. It's like, it's, or it's specifically, they were saying it's for like pregnant women. It's like a, uh, like a, uh, like a medicine type of like, yeah, it's guide. Like, it's like what to expect when you're expecting, but from the 1600s. <laughs> <laughs> Take these plants, and, and then the person yeah, looks like, it's like, wait, plant these don't exist. Got, like, <laughs> these tentacled plants. Oh, yeah, read this real quick, and you'll know everything you need to know. And they're like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. So They never said having a kid would be this tough. So that's the Voynich Manuscript. Um... I think it's super interesting. I don't think it's going to get solved anytime soon because I feel like at this point in with the technological advances that we have, if it's not solved, like, I don't know what else you can, although, well, I take that back. I say that, but literally like a month ago, the Zodiac met like another Zodiac, uh, letter got decrypted. So I was going to say in the past, like five years alone, a lot, like between Lyle Stevick and the Zodiac and like these mysteries are getting solved by the internet and just like really talented people mixed with like technology are just figuring it out. The lettering I'm looking at now, it looks kind of like Elvish from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's very, it's literally, yeah. Think of like the ring, like text and put that on like a couple hundred pages of of sheepskin imagine like and also the drawings of like the women are really goofy <laughs> yeah they're, they're, <laughs> they're very 16th century like loopy weird like uh, they yeah they're just kind of like bumbling around looking silly they're like whoever wrote this was definitely like yo these letters are perfect and like succinct and flow <laughs> and then they got time to draw like people and they're like, and they're like start oh. sweating yeah like <laughs> go draw this with my offhand it's pretty pretty accurate, honestly. Wait, so th- do you say this is in the? Where this is, is in the- Yale? It's at Yale. This is that the the Yale like library? Like it's kept there. Holy shit! We should go see it. Yeah, actually, we should go see it. <laughs> we definitely. Think they, like- I mean, yeah, they must have like an exhibit, right? Let's or, just like, go solve like it. Like fuck it, yo. Let's go to Yale and see- that would be a cool fucking Patreon bonus episode. Yeah, they're We're gonna, gonna be- yell and solve the voyage. Maybe. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be chill. I don't know if we should do it. They're gonna uh, be like, "Hey, yeah, gentlemen, but- you can't take that out of the glass." I'm gonna be like, "Get out of my way, library nerd." I'm like, "Yeah, tell them. that to our Patreon listeners." We'll break their glasses and start just breaking, just cracking this baby <laughs> wide open. <laughs> Turns out it was the Bible too all along. Oh my god, that would be the perfect, <laughs> <laughs> the perfect, just yeah. I think uh, I think we're onto something here. Is there like so? Do people think there's like a key out there to solve it? No, that's the whole problem. Is that there's no identifiable cipher or key or anything? Wait, to help with? Did you say we know what culture this is from? Or like, um, is it European? I believe it's European. Oh, place of origin. Origin is possibly Italy. <gasps> so there you go. What if it was just Leonardo da Vinci like fucking around? Could have been. Uh, I don't know if those dates line up, but could have been. <laughs> sure, they're both old. <laughs> yeah, 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 that sounds right. Listen, it was before the 1980s. It's all the same. <laughs> we said the old gods were, were haven't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, 
I'm interested to hear what you guys have to think, have to say about uh, Voynich Manuscript because people love it. And yeah, love you're to right. Know what you guys think, listeners? You guys just solve it. It'll save us gas money. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You think I got pocket change? I got to pay for diapers, kid. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, me too. If you guys figure out the Voynich Manuscript, we'll split the prize money fifty-fifty. I don't. I'm sure there's a prize money out there. You're welcome. And then, yeah, I mean that seems fair. Well, it'll be like 60-40, but it's still, you guys will still get a little bit of change. It's like 70-30 or something like that. Um, so go out there and, and let us know what you think about the Voynich Manuscript. And check out uh, 10 hours of uh, Voldemort laughing like an idiot and let us know what you think. Yes. Yeah, you got to do that too, because that is quality stuff. Um, <laughs> but like 10 hours of it. So why don't you, maybe if you sync that, okay, and maybe if we take the Voldemort laughing for 10 hours... Sync it up to the Voynich manuscript some in some way. Oh my god. Maybe that's the key. This is it. I think we figured it out. Easy peasy. Guys, we're we're gonna go see if uh see if our theory's correct. In the meantime, make sure to follow us on our socials. Monday morning macabre on Instagram, MM Pod on Twitter, and Monday Morning for all of your merch needs and Patreon content. And uh let us know what you think and and we'll see you next week. See you next week, listener. Have a good one. Have a good Monday. Have a good Monday, Have a good Monday. guys. Uh, uh, good Monday, guys. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.